The Going West Trust and Auckland Libraries bring you highlights from the 2018 Going West Writers' Festival. We will hear poetry from the Kuno reader, Siri Barford, followed by an extract from the Sir Douglas Graham orator, Paula Morris, and wrap up with a track from the production too, the work of Moana Maniapoto and Paddy Free. Our first track offers samples from the feast that was opening night. Siri Barford was the Michael King Writers' Centre 2018 Pacifica resident. Her writing explores what she has described as the stories within us and how we sustain relationships both within and between visible and invisible worlds. We begin with Programme Director Nicola Strawbridge as she introduces us to Siri and then Siri herself reading The Flying Fox and Che Guevara, Every Bus Stop Tells a Story and Tupper Talk. The Kerno Reader. Every year we open the weekend by inviting a poet of note to address our audience. This address is called the Kerno Reader in honour of poet Alan Kerno, who was a big supporter of our festival in the late 90s when one of the founders, Murray Gray, got Going West going. Kia ora maz, wherever you are out there. Over the last two decades, we've featured many of Aotearoa's leading poets. And each year, we think anew about poets who have resonated with us, inspired others with their work, and have, de- have been dedicated to their craft. This year, we wanted to celebrate and acknowledge someone close to home, a poet whose Turanga Waiwai is very much the West, and in light of all of the speeches we've had this evening, that feels very appropriate. Uh, Siri Barford is this year's Kurnow Reader. Siri has had a long association with the festival, indeed served as the Going West Trust's first chairperson. She was born and raised in West Auckland. Siri is a poet with a strong interest and background in performance poetry. She's also a short story writer and teacher with a passion for rangatahi and literacy and working locally in her community. I first saw Siri perform as part of Pollination in 2006, right here on this stage, a group of poets of Pacific Island descent from Aotearoa that included our current poet laureate, Selena Tusitala-Marsh, Tusiata Avia and Carlo Mila. That extraordinary lineup took my breath away and she, Siri, has moved and impressed me ever since. She has published four collections of poetry, appeared in numerous journals and anthologies, and is this year's recipient of the Michael King Writer Centre Pacifica Residency. Please welcome Suri Barford, this year's Kurnow Reader, to the stage to share her poetry with us. Fafita Telilava Nicola the Trust. Lovely to be here as a Westie chick. Not often you can go out and just just revel in it. A Tat North girl. Uh, yeah, kia ora te fana, malo, so It's really good to be here. 
I'm going to start off with um, some poems from uh, Entangled Islands. I spent a few years going backwards and forwards between Aotearoa and Kanaki, New Caledonia, and managed to travel with uh, tribu or tribal liaison people, doctors, nurses, midwives, into villages and have all sorts of experiences that tourists don't usually get. And one of the things that I came to really understand is that one, one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. You can't help but go and be with the hill tribes and, and get to, to realise that. So I'm going to start with a poem called The Flying Fox and Che Guevara. I cared for my children like a flying fox. Kept them safe under my wings when they were small and hesitant. Poured paracetamol and antibiotics down persistently in flame throats during endless nights of earache. Gassed them with ventolin when asthma stole their breath. Had broken bones reset and a tongue bitten off by a faulty landing on a trampoline. Reattached in a theatre without movies. Then regretted it when that fair buckle mouth started up again. And we've laughed at dinosaurs and cartoons. At grandma crooning buffalo soldier. At pa's joke and the bills that kept arriving for the ever-declining cash flow card. Then there were the rejects, the tyres that outlived cars and the unexpected appearance of food in our sprayed and wiped out cupboards. Hmm. There's so much to think about as I sit barefoot in church behind the vividly turbaned mummers paying their respects to Eloy Machoro, a South Pacific Che Guevara, a dead son of this island. That siege and the photo of Machoro smashing a ballot box with an axe immortalised him beyond the bullets that felled a man into a crimson pool. My sons are still learning the difference between people's needs and wants and how to match actions with words. But I remember they wore their Che Guevara t-shirts until they fell off their backs. <laughs> Thank you. So um, if you can imagine the Waitakere Ranges without trees, without birds, without insects, there's parts of Kanaki on Grand Terre on the main island where all the trees have been cut down for open cast mines and you just drive and you drive and you drive and Papatuanuku weeps. It's just horrible. So you've got this going on. And then you've got bus stops. It's a French education system, but the local villagers, they, they paint their stories on bus stops. So every time I'd go, I'd go back and just read the bus stops to hear the, or see the real stories that the people were concerned about. Every bus stop tells a story. On this island of open-cast mines, decapitated hills stretch endlessly, and bus stops are graphic novels communally authored on concrete blocks and iron slabs assembled to showcase legends. Bob Marley, Che Guevara, Eloy Machoro, shelter with travellers from the tropical sun and the bleeding earth 
when it rains. Rest in peace, brothers, you're not forgotten. For you're remembered by the rivers where bamboo grows exceptionally tall, resembling flocks of animated parrots with trailing emerald feathers, and by the blackwood trees and rocks that witnessed valleys rise up for freedom. And your names are sung by young women coaxing horses over flooded bridges, youths and dogs trailing in their wake, and by elders kindling fires with stories of your deeds. For on this colonized island, threads from disrupted narratives weave themselves underground like sunken streams in a desert, emerging as an oasis of counter stories to challenge the master narrative. So, um, in about the year 2000, I had a car accident on Northwestern Motorway, bang, face into the um, steering wheel, and I went taken to hospital and got all my teeth put back in my face, but no one x-rayed my head. And over the next two years, I got sicker and sicker until finally I woke up one day and I couldn't read or write, which was slightly awkward because I made my living as a high school teacher, uh, teaching English and history, and like... Hello. So um, I was at home with um, severe depression for a while. And then um, one day I was sort of looking out the French doors and I, I've got this pink hibiscus and it was full of flowers. And then one of them just looked at me and nodded and nodded back. Then I realised that we were talking. There's a little bit of a kōrero going on. And that changed my life, that moment. Because from that moment, I understood that literacy is far more than words upon a page. There's other ways of reading and understanding and having conversations. And um, what that led to was a study of tapa or siapo. And the, the motifs and symbols of tapa cloth are ancient. And, and some of them were... Um, denied by missionaries, like the centipede, you weren't allowed to use that. And I realised that really there's no difference between a piece of tapa cloth and a person. So this is called tapa, um, tapa talk. I'm a shadow catcher. I walk and fly in worlds between worlds. But you were born in the light of a bright moon when the doors of heaven were open to the songs of stars. Your lips are trochus shells, fully parted in sleep. Your eyes are nets that draw me into your arms. Your Leo heart is a starfish freshly plucked from heaven. Your familiar body, the midrib of a coconut leaf adorned with pandanus blooms. Your laughter, a banana pod burst open. And right now, dawn crawls over you like a centipede. At last, I understand you're the translation of an ancient text and the tapa on the wall 
is the gallery of motifs I found in your sleeping form. That tapa could be lying next to me, breathing into the first light. And you, Dal, could be the tapa hanging on the wall.